Welcome to the Rural Realities Podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Farm Center Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Joining us today is pastor and author Diane deaton Vielhuber, who was raised on a Wisconsin dairy farm and today wears a variety of hats, including finding opportunities to serve her community. Here's Diane's message this week, Navigating Change When the World Has Changed. Nearly every day, someone we know or a commentator that we listen to will say something like, we are in unprecedented times. I've heard these words so many times in the last number of weeks that I often think to myself, please tell me something that I don't already know. The big challenges, like the ones we are experiencing these days, are truly disorienting. Unplanned shifts have knocked us off of our norm and they have pushed us way outside of our comfort zones. The dizzying speed by which life and society have shifted have led many of us to simply want to scream and just hope someone is there to listen. Now for others, the stress and anxiety have become too much and have begun to shut down. Our current reality is this. We are in a situation of constant change. Almost daily, the goalposts are being moved, and many of the things that are normal to us are being redefined. Now, for some folks, all of this change is okay. These people yearn for change. They thrive in an ever-moving landscape. But for other folks, this amount of change is simply overbearing. Strings of days filled with unfamiliar and troublesome events have us questioning whether everything is going to turn out okay. Before one change can be fully embraced, we already see many other changes coming down the pike. And then it becomes easy to question whether we do it aloud or silently, how folks committed to providing a safe and healthy food supply can navigate all of these different changes without becoming completely overwhelmed and they're emotional, they're physical, they're spiritually, as well as their mental capabilities. As current stress levels continue to increase, supporting everyone involved in agriculture needs front row attention. The effects and the changes to our lives will not be going away anytime soon. It's time for those of us that are involved in farm to table production as well as the many businesses that support keeping folks fed, to think about how we are going to shore ourselves up for a longer period of anxiety, stress, and change. As the pandemic and other recent events continue, we're all growing weary of all of these events. Now, when the crisis began, people ran on adrenaline. The problem is adrenaline has a short shelf life. It runs its course in about seven to 10 days. And as we enter this fourth month of the pandemic, it is clear we need something more longstanding than adrenaline to sustain us. So today we're going to explore some ideas and options of how we can move towards more long-term sustainment. Now the first step in addressing all of these changes begins with allowing ourselves to simply breathe. Realize 
This has been a lot. Give yourself permission to acknowledge that you are emotionally drained, mentally exhausted, spiritually spent, and physically tired. It is okay and necessary for everyone to say, I am hurting right now. It is important that we understand that a pandemic like we are going through is a grief cycle. And just like any other grief cycle, there are stages of grief. Early on, people felt denial. They questioned the severity of the situation. People often said, how can this be happening? Wisconsin agriculture has been impacted by years of challenges. How can we be going through another huge challenge now? Grief begins when we allow and let ourselves to feel let down, beat up, disappointed. After we acknowledge that we are disappointed and let down, then we can move into the next grief cycle step of resistance. Our natural tendency is to try and fight the situation. But in the case of a novel virus, there is no way that we can fully prevent the virus and its long-term effects. In the meantime, we often devour information. We explore available resources. The challenge with this is struggling to know what information is best, what information is reliable, what information is accurate. Likewise, information overload is very real and can actually have a negative effect on us. Therefore, it's important that we exercise limits in how much information we consume. Too much information will only increase our anxiety and keep us feeling more unsettled for a longer period of time. The next phase involves exploring potential responses, reactions, and next steps. It is important that we realize that people will have different opinions about how this should look, how this should feel. It is okay for people to have differences of opinion. In fact, we should expect that we're not all going to have the same ideas. When a discussion becomes potentially hairy, folks often say, I just want to go back to how it used to be before. With a pandemic, that's not possible. When we can understand that we can't go back to a previous time, then we are spurred forward into finding opportunities to focus where we can control what we can control, impact what we can, and let go of the rest. Finally, it is necessary that we clearly identify ways to move forward. Even baby steps help create hope and give us a sense of optimism for the future. Give yourself permission to celebrate even little changes or shifts that bring peace into your life. Use these tiny steps as building blocks so that you can develop some hope and optimism for the future. Whether you are navigating these changes for your business, your company, or as an individual, Navigating change requires embracing a combination of internal thoughts as well as external resources. Wisconsin agriculture is best 
served by thinking of our current reality more as a marathon rather than as a short sprint. Progress one day may mean regression the next. As we focus on a long-range view, we now allow ourselves space to be more aware of our feelings and our emotions. And when we create this space, we can be more honest with ourselves. We then have the opportunity to feel that coping becomes slightly easier and we become less discouraged. Because some of the other podcasts have provided external resource information, in this podcast, we're going to focus on how we can manage our inner dialogue that we have with ourselves. This is the back and forth conversation we have with ourselves within our brains. When we are feeling more stress and more anxiety, too often that inner dialogue tends to be negative. We focus on the disappointments, the hurts, the sadness, rather than having optimism. One way that we can chip away at the negative thoughts is to be very intentional that we focus on the positive outcomes or the feelings that you are experiencing. Even to focus on the tiniest little win can be a shift in your perspective. Research says that it takes about seven positive thoughts to override a negative statement or a negative emotion. Therefore, it is so important that you are constantly feeding yourself positive thoughts. This will help you talk yourself through those rough spots. When we see ourselves in the middle of change, it is easy to resolve that our personal challenge or the business that we oversee, the company that we are a part of, has more challenges than we see our contemporaries having. Rather than ranking your suffering against someone else's or resenting another's success, zero in on where you are, where your company is, where your business currently is. The only comparison you should be making is with who you were yesterday. Anger, resentment, and jealousy towards someone else does not affect the other person. It only affects you and limits you. We often tell our kids and our grandkids that life isn't fair. And sometimes this is a message we need to remind ourselves. Life is not about being rewarded for all the goodness that we do. Instead, focus on the deep-seated reasons why you do what you do every day as a means of encouragement and looking forward rather than being discouraged. Unfair things happen in crisis. That's just what happens. And so one way to offset the why me question is to ask yourself this question. Why not me? Reflect upon the other times when you have journeyed through a challenging time. What processes did you do then to assist you get through that challenge? Those are coping mechanisms that you know and you can replicate in this crisis. When you see yourself as a creative person who has lived through other challenges, when you remember the toolbox 
of things that you use to get through that crisis, you now have resources to fall back upon that you can implement once again in this crisis. Seeing yourself as a lone ranger in a crisis is also very disheartening. Dealing with everything on your plate can quickly become very overwhelming. Instead, embrace yourself as part of a team. The team can be with other employees, other business contemporaries. It can be with your family unit. If you are a leader of this team, create opportunities to listen to other team members. Spend more time listening than trying to solve the challenges that other team members identify. Allow space to simply let people offload their feelings and their emotions. Often people just need a place where they can safely dump their challenges and anxiety without any problem solving. Only venture into problem solving mode if the other person asks you to do so. Part of being a team also means that you allow yourself to be vulnerable. There is no courage without vulnerability. Real vulnerability requires lots of risk. Researcher and author Brene Brown says that vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. As we admit and share the challenges that scare and intimidate us, we now have the beginnings of a way out of a dark tunnel where we may feel trapped. It also provides a road to go towards a bright light that is in our future. Personally, one of the most important ways that I override my poor mental habits is by practicing gratitude. I challenge myself to find a minimum of three things every day that I am grateful for. I write these down so I can go back and see the many, many great things that are in my life to help offset some of the negativity I find myself in, especially when there's a lot of change. As change becomes more manageable, allow yourself to have one foot in today and one foot in tomorrow. Allow for some elasticity so that you, your business, and your company can evolve day by day in a healthy way over a period of time. When the daily changes become less imposing, become honest in evaluating how much change you, your company, or your business can withstand each week, each month, each year. Use this as a guide for anticipating upcoming changes. This will provide guidance in determining how and when you implement various changes and alternatives. Another helpful tool is to ask yourself daily, what is one small adjustment that I can make today? And then do it. Seriously, these can be the smallest of adjustments. When we string together a series of little choices, suddenly we feel empowered and begin to see things differently. Mother Teresa, a woman who practiced this in her daily life said, I alone cannot change the world but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. This spring, my husband planted some sunflower seeds. 
He started them in little pots inside of the house before he transferred them outside. As we watched the seeds begin to sprout and as they grew, we noticed that the hard outer covering of the seeds broke as the little sprouts burst through and their first little leaves appeared. Hubby Rick knew that he needed to leave the shell on the leaves until it just naturally fell away from the tiny plants, even though he wanted to remove the last little bits of the hard shell that was still attached to the leaves. The outer shell provided the necessary nutrition and protection for the growing plant. At just the right time, the shells fell away. It happened when the plant was able to sustain itself. When we are in a crisis, it's easy to draw ourselves into the cocoon of a hardened shell where we simply want to protect ourselves. While this may feel initially safe, eventually we'll run out of the things that are necessary for survival. There then comes a time when we must begin to break through the shell and create a sense of hope for tomorrow. Some days we may want to retreat back into the shell and hide. On other days, we're ready to break loose from the protective shell and accept the changes that lie before us. When this happens, we then can move forward in unprecedented times and stretch ourselves toward the light that pulls us out of the darkness of the soil. It's important that we water our hearts and our souls with resources, people, and thoughts that will keep us grounded in the right things. They will allow us to grow towards the goal of yielding goodness in our lives and blessing others as well. Even as the world around us has changed, we still get to produce safe and healthy food for the world. We get to teach our kids, grandkids, employees, and fellow team members the salt of the earth values that are so important to us. When we model for others vulnerability, long-term staying power, and acceptance to change, we can see that our lives and businesses are long-term viable. And when we do these things, then we create ripples in our own neck of the woods. Our thanks to Diane deaton Huber pastor and also author of the book, The Mary Experiment, that you can find on Amazon. The Wisconsin Farm Center with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection provides an array of different services to farmers and farm families across Wisconsin, including farm mediation, financial planning, herd-based diagnostics, the counseling voucher program, and much more. To learn more, you can call the Wisconsin Farm Center toll-free at one 800 942 2474 or email them farmcenter at wisconsin.gov also their website address is datcp.wi.gov until next time thank you for listening to the rural realities podcast